Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Fool. I'm your host, Chris Amador. This podcast is a tribute to the people I've met along my journey and to their stories. I've learned a lot from all of them, and I'm really grateful. This conversation is with Rich, a former co-worker of mine. Rich is a guy's guy who loves to work hard and play hard. It's evident from his exceptional customer service to his passion for playing sports. Although a diehard Red Sox fan, he still enjoys the company of Yankees fans. You'll hear how much he loves his family, friends, sports, and weed. This episode was recorded a number of weeks ago, and even though Canna Provisions and I have now parted ways, I wish everyone there the best. And my fool's journey continues. Hope you enjoy this episode. A quick disclaimer, while everyone at Canon Provisions has been supportive of this podcast, Canon Provisions did not sponsor this episode. Any and all views and opinions expressed in this episode are mine or my guests and do not represent the official policy, position, views of Canon Provisions. And so it begins. I uh, toked an 818 headband in your honor, man. 818? Ooh, yeah. I might have to get some uh, going myself then. Uh, dude, I did... I... Uh... I started my uh, morning with some tangy. Oh, dude, I love that shit. I fucking yeah, it's Man. it's great stuff. That rhythm, though, I don't. I haven't tried the Sierra. Yeah, rhythm has been putting out some. I love their disposables. Love their disposables. Yeah, I've done the what the Star Killer. That's awesome, man. That was good. The Night Terror was really good. What's that like? I haven't had that one. It was um. I don't know. It was pretty comparable to the Star Killer, honestly. But taste wise, effects wise, or uh, effects wise, yeah, not taste. They definitely had like a little bit different taste to it. Oh, I, I probably, I probably, may, I may have to edit this out, but it was so funny. Um, went to a customer and they said uh, they were reading. I was reading the list about what they were getting. One of them was Night Terror. So yeah. the, mom, the mom said to the daughter, uh, are you sure you want to take that? doesn't sound fun. <laughs> oh, I've been honest with them. I've like, I got this the other night because the name scared the shit out of me. <laughs> you got to face your fears. Yeah. So why not try it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's some crazy, crazy names out there. I love it. For but, sure. Um, you know, getting to know you, dude, it's like, it's been a real pleasure. I mean, I, well, gonna, wh- why I call you Aquaman is like, <laughs> it was a rainy day and out of nowhere, it just felt like someone just got, we all just got slapped with this like large amount of water. Right. I, I, I was like, what the hell is going on? I just, I, we look around and unfortunately the customer got soaking wet as well. And, um, you know, everyone was kind of freaking out about how quickly it came down and how cold it was. And you were just standing there like it was nothing. And I was like, that's, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, you got the beard action going on. You got the dirty blonde hair going on. You know, you kind of look like a comic book character. So it all right. fits. Fit. But it just, it just also represents like your work ethic. I mean, you're, you're really good. I'm no Jason Momoa, but hey. Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who is? You know, who right. Is? Yeah. Man's I mean, a god. Living god. Yeah. Living god. Like the rock <laughs> guys. Man, Jesus. God bless him. But, yeah, uh, working in the rain is um, it's something else. Yeah, and it always seems like when it's really bad, we get like busy too. I don't know if it's because we get slower and backed up, or mm. if it's because you know it's just more people come when it rains. When it rains, it pours. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, 
No, but you, you just stood out there. You just like customer service was uh, number one to you. It was, it was not seeking shelter or anything. You were just, you were just out there to, to serve. Yeah, at that point, you know, like everyone out there was pretty wet. It's not like we were going to get any worse. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We, we still had to do our job. We still had to get these people in and out. Just like felt like we had to do it even faster because of the rain. But was, mm. that's not possible. But yeah. yeah, helping them out, getting them in, getting them out, sending them on their way, better their journeys, right? Yeah, that's why we're there, better their journeys. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you ever think that uh... – pot would be legal um i guess i'm young enough where i saw like or at least could imagine a future with it i, I know we talked to a lot of people that you know never thought this would be a thing i'm one of them a lot of people come out just for that reason it's a thing like who, who would have known mm-hmm. and no i think i saw that this was a possibility and um you know, we're not all the way there yet. I'm glad Massachusetts is there. I'm glad there's other states that are there, but we're still not all the way there. So yeah. there's still work to be done. And, um, you know, the work we do with like Last Prisoner Project and stuff like that, that's, that's important work too, because that is still like rooted in such an old idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why are they still in jail? I mean, why it's illegal and why they exactly. Why, what, what the, a I lot mean, of steps, on. I think, that got to be taken before we can get there. But um, yeah. we're definitely on the right track. Yeah. yeah I think. Anyway. It's a shame the way the prison system is set up. It's a shame. It really well, is. that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah it's a part of a, a bigger problem. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But, you know, one thing at a time, I guess. I don't know. Right. That's how I try to <laughs> try. That's how I handle most things. Um, so did you grow up in Massachusetts? I actually grew up in a crazy, beautiful town that we work in. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, why, 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 why such a wonderful description of your town? Why, what makes it so crazy? Uh, it's, you know, still got that. It's part of Massachusetts, but it, it's not, you know? I mean, you can say that for a lot of Berkshire County. There's a lot of New Yorkers. There's a lot of uh, mixture there. And it's just a weird environment because you still get those really small town vibes in certain Mm. places, even though there's a very large part of that community that is not originally from this area. (laughs) Yeah. And it it just doesn't seem to change a whole lot, I guess, around here. I don't know. Well, there's a dispensary. Yeah, there's dispensaries all over the place here, it feels like. People are like, well, where's the closest one? They expect me to be like, oh, like an hour or two away. I'm like, no, you could go 15 minutes that way or 25 minutes that way. <laughs> yeah. You run into another dispensary. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what did you enjoy your high school experience? What was school like for you? Um, so when I got into high school, it was like, it was a little tough. Because uh, I wasn't fully on, like, academically. I, I wasn't invested as much as I should mm-hmm. have been. Yeah. Uh, freshman year wasn't bad, but it was it was a steady decline. Um, I did play um, some football and basketball and baseball. Um, and I think that probably had a little bit to do with the declining grades and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one semester in high school that uh, I couldn't play baseball because I didn't have good enough grades. And it's not because I didn't know the stuff or uh, 
you know, couldn't figure it out. I just uh, didn't apply myself enough because I knew the information. I just, you know, slacked off on the work. Yeah. And, you know, that hurt a lot. I mean, there's just some people that it's, it's very difficult to sit down and read a book. I'm one of them. I love to read, but it's very difficult. And, and if you're not, if you want to be physical, you're young, you just want to run around, you know, you just, yeah, kind of, it's yeah. a lot of pent up energy going on. I don't know, sitting in school all day and I could handle that part mm -hmm. of it, but uh, going home and doing homework afterward, just, you know, why do we go to school all day if we have yeah. to do, you know, X amount of hours of homework when we get home, that doesn't, I don't know, that doesn't, I get it's preparing you for college that you got to prove that you know this stuff but mm. i think a lot of it was very repetitive and i lost interest very quickly mm. which was unfortunate too because i could have applied myself and i could have done more with that i just yeah. never did uh the few times i've tried to go uh back to college and finish that up i, I just haven't been able to do it yeah. i can't do the classes whether they're online and uh or in person, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, and the same here, same here, I, I agree with you. It's, it's still very hard for me. I, I tried, I, because you always want to have some, some, some recognition of your achievements in, in academia, you want something. Right. But it's so hard for me, you know, it's really difficult. I, I, I have a hard time as well. That, how, much did, how much did that affect you? Did, did you think low of yourself because you couldn't do that? Or did you just like, this is just who I am, I accepted it? I think it took me a while to kind of figure it out. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, that environment isn't for me. I remember sitting at Berkshire Community College one day and just, you know, it, it felt a lot like high school. And I, class wise, like learning environment wise, mm. didn't work for me. Mm. Didn't, didn't like that. That didn't work. Um, I tried online classes and I just, they're making you comment on everybody's stuff and oh really yeah everybody you got to post like certain amount of things every day and then you got to go post a certain amount of comments to other people's replies and critiques and it's yeah it was it was really weird and uh these were all like writing classes of course but just i didn't want to be involved with critiquing the other students work and stuff like that commenting on their ideas and i just wanted to let them do their thing and me do my thing but that's not how that worked probably could find something like that but uh i lost interest again really quickly well did you did you think that you were hurting their feelings if you did comment on them uh no because i wouldn't go to that extreme mm -hmm. um I, w I wouldn't try to pick anybody apart or anything like that I, you mm -hmm. know i try to find a a couple of positive things and then maybe give like one encouraging push or something like that you know what i mean because mm -hmm. we're all there for the same reason that's to get better and learn and um you know if i'm recognizing the people for the stuff they're doing right and they keep working on that and they you know that you could master something like that i don't know yeah yeah true i mean you have you have to find your niche right you know, I, you know the one of the things i i uh one of the reasons why i enjoy talking to you and working with you because you're to me you're a guy's guy you know you, <laughs> you know you're a guy's guy you're, you, you're easy to talk to easy to get along with you and you just want to work you know you just want to work and 
apply the algorithm. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, this is the, the easiest job I've ever had to do, honestly. Mm, yeah. and, uh, it can be physically taxing at times, it can be mentally frustrating, but I mean, all in all, it's pretty much always a good day there. Yeah. What other jobs have you had? Oh my. Um, <laughs> my last job before this, I was doing uh, like some home improvement and carpentry okay. and stuff like that. Oh, so you got some skills. Uh, yeah, some skills, some, yeah. it's not complete, but, yeah. Yeah. um, and then before that I actually did, uh, the same thing that John does from work or used to do and, uh, James as well, manufacture, uh, bulletproof glass. Really? Yeah. Holy cow. What, what, what did, what did you do? What, what part of that, uh, factory style environment were you a part of? So I was in the insulation process which okay. is where uh you're putting the two halves together mm -hmm. and then sealing the air gap in the middle mm -hmm. and then we would get them ready to ship mm -hmm. but we were dealing with you know things you know the size of a small window to you know these massive 1700 pound holy shit pieces yeah wow it's Some wild stuff what would happen if the if the uh, the pieces being brought together were not correct? Would it would the whole thing just be thrown out? Or yeah, if it wasn't made correctly, if it was insulated and one half wasn't made correctly, we could split it apart again. Wow! And, and use was... the good half, and then get a new second half for it, and put it back together. Okay. It wasn't. Yeah, there was. <laughs> The worst thing ever was transportation because these, these are huge pieces of glass strapped down to trucks. And if you apply too much pressure, these things can still crack. I mean, yeah. it is glass. They're not going to completely stop bullets. They're just designed to stop things for X amount of time. Yeah. Give you, give you, uh, give you at least a good minute or two. And, and right. That's what, that's what, if you're driving, it, it's, that's what you need to get out of there. So that's what they're designed for. Yeah, absolutely. Just, I mean, we did stuff for um, military uh, Humvees and stuff. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we did uh, some of the side windows and some of the windshields and stuff. It was really, really interesting work. <laughs> yeah. And um, what would we require something 1,700 pounds? What, what kind of, is it a, a, like a, a for a house? What, what? A large social media company. Really? Yeah. Okay. Very um, interesting. Okay, I'm. I will. I will respect the boundary. <laughs> um, and you said you worked with. Uh, you worked with James. Yeah, James worked there as well. Yeah. Okay. I, I honestly, when I applied for the job here, I didn't even know he like. I knew he worked there. I think, but mm. I didn't know what he was there. Mm. And then they're like, "Yeah, he's one of the store managers." I was like, "No way." <laughs> yeah. And then I found out the same thing about Cody, too. And yeah. I was like, wow, I played football with Cody in high school, played basketball together. Like, <laughs> no way. Well, what's it like to, uh, to have reunited with uh, Cody you know, after high school and seeing him years later? He's, a, he's still a lot of the same person. It's pretty great, actually. And, yeah. uh, you know, we still talk about things that happened back then. And uh, we both had bliss as a coach at one point. It's, it's, bliss was you coach you guys? Wow. Yeah, it was our football coach. And that's why you guys call him coach. That's why he's called coach. Yeah, he coached yeah. Uh, basketball and football. Yeah. Yeah. How was he as a coach? Uh, he, he could be tough. Yeah. 
He could be tough on you, but that was because he was, you know, pushing you to do better. Yeah. It's so, funny. I, I, he, doesn't, he doesn't raise his voice, so I can't imagine pissing him off. So did you guys ever piss him off? Oh, yeah, probably. At least yeah. a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, he just seems uh, uh, very mild-mannered. and uh, He's pretty laid back. but Yeah. So, yeah. Hey. He can get intense. Yeah. Wow. And um, do you miss playing sports in high school and stuff? Do you miss? Um, yeah. Yes and no, I guess. Mm. You know, uh, torn. Like, obviously, you always think if you could go back, do things again, you know, what would you do? Like, I would have done school differently. I would have done sports differently. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, football was great. I missed out on a lot of it. Mm. I had a concussion my junior year. Uh, I had to get shoulder surgery my senior year yeah uh yeah missed out on a lot of football uh missed out on a year of baseball uh because stopped. of the uh, because of the concussion uh baseball was from grades great okay that's right yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah a quarter of uh biology i actually okay. live down the street from that biology teacher now <laughs> do you egg her house or do you toilet paper her house for doing no, that? no no i wave to her and her husband and okay. i walk my dog past so and the dog then poos on their lawn is, is that it or? no 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 <laughs> <laughs> i keep him off the lawn because he might try to pull a fast one on me oh yeah yeah i gotta stay vigilant <laughs> well what kind of dog he's an anatolian shepherd how long have you had him um well he's he's my girlfriend's dog um, oh i see we live together yeah um, i've been living here since march <laughs> march i get you i get you um how's that been uh pretty great yeah yeah we're comfortable here yeah uh it's a great location we're in pittsfield but it's not like near the center of town at all it's right near kind of the richmond lennox corner okay i've been near there uh twice when i went to go see um eddie and uh yeah it's a pretty cool area yeah um my mother has lived up here since i was like seven or eight years old mm -hmm. so i've spent a lot of my life in pittsfield i mean mm -hmm. i grew up mostly in lee but i spent a lot of time here as well mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's not a surprise, like, I live here or anything like that. I've lived in a few different places from here since I moved out of Lee. And, you know, if I could get back into Lee one day, I'd consider it. But for now, it's just, it is what it is. And this is a great spot in Pittsfield. No reason not to stay. Has there, has there ever been a, a, a city, a town, a place you always wanted to go and say, I want to live there for at least you know, X amount of years or just try it out, see what that's like? Yeah, absolutely. It's crossed my mind. Um, Boston. Boston? Yeah, even Los Angeles. Um, I'd considered New York briefly, but I, I don't want to go there. Oh, don't do it. Don't do I don't it. want to. Yeah, don't do it. My best friend lives down there. Um, I've always had a good time down there, but it's just, you know, I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan. Oh, boy. And a Bruins fan, and a Patriots fan, and a Celtics fan. I don't belong there. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not. I've seen videos. I've watched videos on uh, on, on YouTube about 
uh, the fights between the Yankees and, and uh, Red Sox fans. And oh, yeah, there's been some brawls. Uh, have you, were you ever involved in, in those brawls? Or? No, absolutely not. Um, mm. One of my really good friends who I was uh, living with for a couple of years is a mm. diehard Yankees fan. Mm. I have family members that are Yankees fans. Like, I grew up with Yankees fans. That's what Berkshire County is. It's a mix. You got, it's like 50-50. Uh, it's 48-48. So and then the other four percent is like completely random teams. <laughs> so, it, so everyone has kind of learned to get along, like because you've you've got a mixture of people. So everyone, it's not it's not as like diehard or just hitching the hitching the heart. I've heard really. arguments, but I've never seen it get like physical. Yeah, over you know Red Sox Yankees anyway. But um, I've even had a couple of Yankees fans backs in certain uh, arguments before because the Red Sox fan was just he was being completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I love the Sox, but you're wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And how long did you, have you had this passion for the Sox? Oh, I went to my first game when I was maybe five or six years old. Um, who was playing? See, I couldn't remember who they were playing. I remember we sat in the right field roof deck where, mm-hmm. like, uh, they have, like, a Budweiser deck or Coca-Cola deck or whatever now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were tornado warnings in the city of Austin that night. Mm-hmm. It was just raining coming down. There was a delay. And then it all cleared up, and they resumed the game. But most of the fans had left. Uh, so it was me. And I followed my father and grandfather down behind home plate. And we watched the rest of the game from there. It was a pretty great introduction to the Red Sox and mm. Fenway Park. Nice. <laughs> a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, I've been there twice. It's a, it's a yeah. great, great place. I really like it a lot. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely the best sporting arena I've been to just because of the history and the feeling mm. of, you know, baseball. Um, but I've been to Wrigley Field as well a couple times in yeah. uh, Chicago. What's and that? Uh, that, that's pretty close. That's, that's a close second there. The environment outside of the uh, stadium is exactly the same. Mm. Uh, it feels like Fenway Park. I mean, there's cops near the corners and stuff, but there's still people walking by, like, you know, buying tickets, selling tickets. <laughs> nice. And uh, there's a bunch of shops. There's bars everywhere. And then uh, mm. I went down to uh, where the White Sox play one of the same times I was out there. Mm. And the environment outside that stadium is completely different. Really? Yeah. I mean, just cops. And then it's just like parking and mm. neighborhoods and no one's on the streets no one's scalping tickets there's no restaurants to go to no like apparel stores or anything like that wow it was weird no street vendors you Ooh. know it's just wow. it, it didn't feel like a yeah it didn't feel like a sporting event at all it was really strange i guess you never go back there will you no i've actually been there more than i've been to wrigley really yeah, I've been there probably three or four times, and I've only been to Wrigley twice. What brought you there four times? Um, my father and I used to take my grandparents out to Illinois mm. every summer okay, and uh, visit my uncle. 
Okay. My grandmother was from uh, Illinois. Okay. And we would uh, hang out along the Mississippi River that's and cool. visit, visit Iowa a lot. Um, that's actually my, – my grandfather was from the Boston area. And during World War II, he had to go out to uh, Iowa. Uh, he was injured during training or something like that. Mm. And he went out to Iowa to recover. He, like, blew out his knee. And – while he was recovering, he started uh, leaving the base and going out into the town and stuff. And he started playing in a band. He played trumpet. And that's where he met my grandmother. Hmm. So we would go back out there every summer. <laughs> nice. And uh, there's not really any family anymore other than uh, my uncle and uh, his wife and kids. But it was interesting to go visit. But every time on the way back, we tried to do something, you know, that was a little more exciting, a little mm. more fun than hanging out in farm town, Iowa. And <laughs> uh, so, you know, baseball games were huge. Uh, that's when we stopped to go see the Cubs, the mm. White Sox. We stopped in Cleveland once. How was that? Uh, Cleveland was a lot of fun, mostly because we weren't, like, really rooting for anybody in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It had rained before we got there. And when we got to the stadium, it was almost empty. So it was kind of cool to walk around and really check out the whole, the whole place mm. without having to worry about a bunch of people. And when you went to these stadiums, were you wearing your uh, Red Sox jersey? So I want to say uh, when we played the White – because the Sox were playing the White Sox mm-hmm. for a lot of those games. So I was wearing Red Sox stuff during that. Um, I think I wore a Red Sox hat at the Cubs game, and I think I wore a White Sox hat at the Indians game because mm-hmm. uh, I bought a White Sox hat just because we'd gone to that place so many times. I liked the hat. I wanted one. Yeah. It was a cool, cool thing to remember. So I wore that to, a, to an Indians game. <laughs> <laughs> it seems you have a passion for baseball first, Boston, the Sox second. Um, yeah, I would say that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's more around the game than the team itself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You, yeah. you just want a really good experience and watch this game being played by some of the greatest players. Yeah. I mean, getting to go to a game is always fun. Yeah. Um, I've seen some cool games, some interesting games, some really terrible games. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, I've played in all those kind of games, too. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, the passion's for the game. And if I had to pick a team, it would be the Boston Red Sox. Yep. Um, have you, what other stadiums have you been to? Um, the old Shea Stadium. Okay. Where the Mets used to play. Uh, I've been down to Tropicana. Where's that? <clears throat> Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay, okay. Yeah, that's a really awful place. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible stadium. No one ever used to go to their games. Um, we went down there, and we were going to see a Red Sox-Rays game. Mm-hmm. And the seats out in left field were usually $5. Wow. But the Rays raised the prices of the tickets when they play the Yankees and the Red Sox to $15. Oh, my God. <laughs> Break the bank. <laughs> 
Seriously, you could go every night if you wanted to. <laughs> what else made it so terrible? Was it was it uh, just dirty? Was it? It's a dome, uh, oh. big ugly dome. It wasn't really interesting inside, and it was funny because a few days before that, I actually got to go down out on the field. Mm. They had like a fan appreciation day. Mm-hmm. and it wasn't that busy. It was kind of weird. You could do anything in there you wanted to do. If the Red Sox had a fan appreciation day and just let people into the stadium, that place would be a madhouse. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's funny. I, I used to work at the Pepsi Center in Denver, okay. and uh, I worked behind the scenes, and knowing what I know now, there's just no goddamn way I would ever order food from an environment like that. Did you feel safe ordering food from these places that you didn't, you weren't too sure about or? Um, so the place in Chicago there, uh, although the environment outside of the park was like non-existent, mm-hmm. um, inside the park, they had some really, really great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, some really good food. One time we got there, we didn't have any tickets. We went up to the window and, we got like club seating mm-hmm. and they would actually come down and take your order Wow! <laughs> and go up and get it. And they were super cheap tickets too. I don't know how we lucked out with that, but uh, there was like a make your own Sunday bar. Ooh, that's good. So I made uh, my own Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, have you um, been to the baseball hall of fame? I've been once. Really? I was, wow. Yeah, I think I was only eight or nine years old. I don't remember it as well mm. as I want to, and I have to go back. What is stopping you? Um, you know, I probably wouldn't want to go by myself. That'd be a trip I'd want to plan with a couple other people. Yeah. But you're right. That's something I should do. Um, I haven't really thought about, like, traveling and going to do things like that since COVID. Mm. So... Well, um, if, let's say you, you did this trip. Who would you take with you? Um, let's see. You know, I kind of always wanted to go with my dad, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. I don't, I'm not sure if he's ever even been. So Wow. Yeah. That, that's a possibility. Yeah. I had an opportunity um, to go to the Football Hall of Fame once, but I didn't go. How come? It was uh, when I was in college, and I was playing football, and I got, uh, I got the flu. They sent me home for a week. Uh, I came home for a week. I went back, and uh, this was during like a really like, rough time in um, like family life, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I got to school for another few days, and I was like, I just can't be here, like – classes had started up it was a lot of extra pressure with everything else and uh wasn't interested in those as much as i was there to play football and yeah. i felt like i was i don't know if it was more useful maybe at the time that's what i was thinking uh in retrospect not so much but more useful at home and being around and uh, but our football team was supposed to travel out to ohio to play a couple games and we were going to go to the Hall of Fame while we were out there. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it seems that sports have really played a huge part in your life as far as focus. Yeah, I, they have. I mean, I've, I've played a lot of them. I, I focused on a lot of them growing up. 
I don't know if that was necessarily a good thing. Yeah. I think I've learned a ton from it. Um, not just about myself, but like mm. about how other people are, you know, like working on a team, mm. doing things together. Uh, there's a lot of great lessons to be learned in sports. It's just unfortunate that, um, you know, I think I was a little too focused on athletics yeah. when it should have been more academics. And uh, the toll it has taken on my body is unfortunate as well. <laughs> like what? Um, well, I, got, I have a torn labrum in my mm -hmm. left shoulder. The cartilage is torn from the bone. So it, uh, if that I move it wrong, football. I'm sorry, that was, that was from football, correct? That was from football. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had surgery on it. There were bone anchors in there. They've popped loose, I suppose. Ooh. Uh, I had MRIs done and it, there is a tear again. I just, uh, that's a six month recovery from that surgery. And I don't think that's something I want to go through again. It was pretty awful the first time around and what made yeah. it so awful? Uh, the pain was nauseating in the shoulder area. They had to go through all the muscles in like the rotator cuff, all that stuff to get mm. in there and then pin the cartilage back down into the bone. Because mm. the, like, the shoulder socket itself is only about that shallow, or mm. so they told me. Mm. And it's the cartilage that really completes that, you know, ball and yeah. socket joint. Yeah. Um, so without that, it moves around a lot, which causes me a lot of pain. Uh, like my shoulders, this shoulder kind of sits at a different mm -hmm. level now than this one. It pulls on my chest muscles. I dislocate it frequently. Dude, that <laughs> hurts like a son of a bitch. It gets better every time. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, but I just, it just comes out when I'm not even, you know, I'm reaching for something. Boom. It's like, oh, yeah. geez. Yeah. I'm holding my coffee in my left hand right now. That's a pretty big risk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big time. Have you noticed certain triggers that make it happen or you just, it just happens? Really humid days. It, um, something happens pain wise, but it won't necessarily dislocate more as if I'm laying on it wrong or I reach for something in the wrong way. Yeah. Like just instinctually, sometimes I go to do something with my arm yeah. and that's when it'll like pop out. Yeah. Yeah. Getting in and out of cars sometimes. The other day I was reaching down into my apron for my nug and it just slipped out. <laughs> oh, geez. I went around the corner and just boop. Ah. <laughs> went back, checked somebody in. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> And the, when it happens, it's it's like a shock, and then you know you kind of learn to deal with it. Yeah, um, it, it can it can still cause some nausea, but like it, it passes. You know, it, yeah. I know it's not going to last long. Like I kind of laugh at it when I like, oh, son of a bitch, you know, <laughs> like ah, you got me again. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, how did you develop that attitude? Uh, it's happened so often, and uh, it's it's not. That's not the end of the world. It pops out. I put it back in. It's never uh, long-term pain anymore. Um, I can still go around and lift things and do stuff. I'm still, you know, capable. I never dislocated during baseball games or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I do notice uh, when I used to be a pitcher, I had a heavier glove. Um, and 
by the end of the game pitching, my left arm hurt more than my right arm just from the weight of the glove weighing down and catching the ball. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Damn. It's not like that anymore. So. Oh, it's not? The, the shoulder is still messed up, but it doesn't bother me playing baseball anymore. Eventually, you're probably going to have to get surgery, right? I mean... Just not today. Right. right. <laughs> One thing at a time. <laughs> right. Yeah, just something not to look forward to. Um, you hope, yeah. I mean, when you get injured, you always hope it's going to heal itself and because you have, you have to push through the injury. You just have right. to, you got to work, you know. I have to imagine if I start, like, damaging too much stuff around it or anything like that, that the best option probably would be, you know, surgery to keep yeah. any further damage from happening. I, I find that with injuries, it, it takes it takes away a lot of the motivation to be in tip-top shape. Oh, it makes it harder every time. It's, it's hard yeah. to go to the gym when you're just hurt all the time. Yeah. You know, it's hard to really work out when you're hurt all the time. <laughs> yeah, and you don't know if that one weight's going to go, and boom, there goes your shoulder. And the last right. thing right. is tough. Because, like, high, high school was just, you know, a lot of power lifting, a lot mm -hmm. squats, yeah. benching, deadlifting, you know, uh, there's a lot of that. And uh, I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't bench for shit, honestly, <laughs> which is probably a good thing because I was a pitcher and a quarterback and I didn't, you know, necessarily want to build up too much. Like, I didn't want that. I was all about the squatting and the deadlifting, the legs, because, you know, I was fast. I could run. I can't run anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you do pretty well when you were getting somebody's order out there. Right, yeah, that's – uh. That's not top speed, you know. If I have to put the wheels on, I can. But <laughs> it's best to just, you know, keep the car in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> For now, until you need it, until you have to. Uh, you know. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Going, going back to uh, play. So you play baseball, right? You still, you still play baseball? I do still play baseball, yeah. yeah. Yep. Is that your team? That is, yeah. The Housatonic yeah. River Monsters. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. You know that river that runs right behind work? Yeah, yeah. Housatonic River. That's Housatonic? Yeah. Oh, wow. Did I know There's that? actually a branch of it right outside of this mm. place here, too. Really? Yeah, and a lot of the fields we play at in this league, the river's right near those fields. It's pretty great. Nice. I think it was really clever of who created this team, whoever did it. Nice. Uh, how long has this team been in existence? This was our eighth season, I believe. Nice. And there's only, I mean, there was only two of us this year from the original team. Wow. Yeah, so, there's been a lot of turnover. <laughs> how did you hear about this team? How did, how did you get involved? I started this team. Oh. Um, this was the 10th season of the league we play in, the Berkshire Adult Baseball League. Mm -hmm. And I actually found out... Um, from one of my best friends who actually uh, I played baseball with in high school and he bowled. He found out from a guy who ran a bowling league that they were going to start a baseball league in Berkshire County. And I was mm -hmm. at the time I was playing down in Connecticut in a league. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that'd be a lot nicer. A lot, <laughs> definitely a shorter drive. Um, and we went to signups and the guy, uh, the guy, you know, signs us up. And we show up for what they said was kind of just a scrimmage. Everybody who had signed up showed up and they started giving guys jerseys and 
we had four teams. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, we're going to have a season. Played the first couple seasons on the Dalton Dominators. And then uh, I think we, we went to the championship the first year. And it was like right around Hurricane Sandy and stuff, I think. Oh, geez. And there was just a ton of rain. And the championship games kept getting pushed around. And it was like our last chance to get a game in. And the game was tied in extra innings. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it gets called due to darkness. Yeah. And they're like, uh, what do you guys want to do? Like, we're never going to get a chance to finish this game. You want to just split it? It's the first year of the league. We'll just we'll split the title. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll be co-champions. Yeah. And then we added another team the following year to the league. Uh, we made the championship again, but we lost. They, uh, they'd done a series in the first year, and then the second year they decided they wanted to do one nine-inning game as opposed to three seven-inning games. Mm. Okay. So uh, I think that, was, that happened again later on in the league. But the third year of the league, I wanted to start my own team. So I started the Housatonic River Monsters. And, yeah, it's, it's pretty great. Um, there have been some guys on the team that are still with us after, you know, like five, six seasons. So they've been around for a lot of it. Mm. What, uh, it, it seems like they, they, there are a lot of people coming from great distances to play. Um, I think we got a guy from uh, – so we're based out of Lee, and we got a guy from Hinsdale on the team. Uh, there was a kid from New York on the team. Wow. Yeah, Great Barrington's not too far. We had a couple people from there. But there's some Lee guys, Lennox guys, Pittsfield guys, uh, North Adams. There's a kid on the team from Vermont. Mm. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a good group of guys. Um, we have a lot of fun during the games, after mm. the games. Mm. <laughs> what, uh, what, what, what's it like during the games? Is it's a lot of camaraderie? You meet a lot of people that way? Um, yeah, we've been playing a lot of the same guys for quite some time now, so – there's uh like some rivalries built up in some ways friendly ones oh, okay. and uh some not so friendly too really? uh, yeah yeah the league has uh always had a good uh portion of drama oh wow <laughs> it's always, been, <laughs> always been something going on that has caused some sort of drama and uh so it's always entertaining um, is it because they're, they're, some are just sore losers or some are just... Yeah, some just don't like the way things are done. Some are sore losers. Some are, you know, uh, self-centered. Some some people just, you know, kind of suck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do, you, how do you handle this? So I managed the team for years and I had to stop doing it because I was just, uh, you know, I'm just trying to play baseball. I'm too passionate about baseball to have to deal with so many other people's stuff to mm-hmm. run the team right now. It's, it's not what I want to do. I just want to focus on playing. So the last few seasons, that's what I've been doing. Right. Um, it, it was hard to handle. You know, I did it for a few years. We've, we've lost plenty of players because of it. Uh, we had a lot of guys stay on because of it. You know, there was some, there's certain situations where it's like, dude, like if this person's going to keep playing on the team, like some of us aren't going to want to be a part of the team anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, and when something like that happens, it's like, geez. 
Yeah. Like, so, it's kind of, it's not a ridiculous thing to ask in, in every case either. Cause like, I completely understand where you're coming from. <laughs> right. oh, do you, do you feel like you want to give this person a joint at this moment and say, chill out, chill out, you know, relax. Let's, let's just all get along or. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of the times I just try to remove myself from it. If this person made whatever decision they want to make, then that's the decision they made and they can stick to it. And we're going to move on from that. Um, Certain people want to leave. Certain people want to talk trash after. It is what it is. That's mm. kind of just, you know, the competitive nature of sports sometimes. Yeah. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, like you said, hey, smoke this. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. I mean, it's, it's – do does a club know that you work in a, a dispensary and there's no issue with that and everyone's – Oh, the, the team? Yeah. They love it. Um, a few of us will get together at a buddy's house afterward or something like that. And I always make sure, uh, that I bring something from work. Mm. Like I got to bring something to this, you know, I gotta, I gotta show the boys what's good. Mm. And they always love everything I bring. It's uh, pretty funny though. Cause another kid on the team works at theory. Oh shit. Yeah. So I'm thinking we got to try to find somebody at roots that likes playing baseball. Someone <laughs> get everybody represented. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've yeah. actually spoken to a couple people at work, uh, yeah. Bobby, Zach, about playing, Alex. Yeah. Um, I was a coach at Monument when Alex was in high school, and mm. I was a coach at Lee when Zach was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> nice. How was yeah. that experience? Coaching was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, some it's the same thing with this league, kind of, just not to the same level. Um, there's some people that, you know, are open to learning still at mm. that point, mm. uh, how to play the game the right way, how to, how to do certain things. And you mm. can work with that. And, you know, you're going to get some players that are a little set in their ways and it can be hard to break bad habits. And I know, you know, it can be hard to change what you do. Um, yeah. I was pretty grateful. My, my high school baseball coach really never tried to change the way that I pitched. Mm -hmm. And I was a pretty effective pitcher, but I lost, uh, I was starting to lose a lot of accuracy and, uh, in Legion, my Legion coach wanted me to switch it up. So I kind of switched it up. I, I used to throw like, I used to bend my knee and mm -hmm. really get low before yeah. I put forward. And my Legion coach wanted me staying more upright and coming more over the top and kicking and following through and more of that. So it took a while to learn how to do that though. Okay. Changing things at a certain point in your life seemed to just seems to get harder and harder the older you get. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Especially when you, you know, when I, I feel like I've been a jackass most of my life, you know? Right. But I feel like a lot of that, you know, some of that stuff starts in high school where it's really, you know, starts getting harder to change some of the things that you've always done. Mm hmm yeah, for sure. It does. It doesn't get easier when you get older. Not for no, sure. No, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, if I had one one really big weakness, it would definitely be sugar. It's just, sure. yeah, that's just my thing, man. I, I, I have a really hard time turning away a good dessert. Really mm -hmm. hard time. Yeah. I mean, when I was in Barcelona, there's a dessert called uh, Chucho. It's, uh, it's spelled X-U-X-O. Okay. Fucking phenomenal, man. Fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Dude, What's in it? 
it's it's cream based it's just it's like having uh, like a, a croissant um cream it's just it's but my not, god that's amazing it's just off the hook off the hook so i mean it's funny i just completely forgot what i was talking about <laughs> dessert we're talking about dessert now yeah no 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 um yeah the sweet uh, sweet tooth and just behind that is a good good scotch the dessert man i have a hard time turning that sucker away and and everything else i can turn away we we no weed i can never turn away that's one i need that's i need that more than sugar for sure if i say no to weed it means i'm already extremely high <laughs> <laughs> like at that point be like are you okay man <laughs> <laughs> has it ever happened uh yeah yeah, yeah really Absolutely. Yeah. There's times I'm like, man, I got to chill out for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> do you do, uh, do you do, uh, uh, dabs and stuff or? Um, I have, I don't, uh, frequently, I don't have a rig or anything yet. Yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to get back into. I smoke a lot of flour, yeah. uh, free rolls and I do some, uh, like vapes and stuff like that too. Yeah. Oh, God, I guess I've been doing edibles lately, too. The only thing I'm not doing is concentrates, because I got topicals up in here, too. <laughs> you do? Oh, for the yeah, show? we got, what do we got? We got Nordic Goddess, and we have uh, the Slate. Uh, how, how, how have they been uh, working out for you? I sleep so hard with that Slate lotion. Like, I, I'm just, it relaxes my body so much. I think I move a lot during the night. Yeah. And, and just just putting it on a few key locations and it's kind of just really bodies relaxed for a while. Wow. I haven't had good luck with the lotion, but I, I'm definitely going to try that one. Definitely. Yeah. I, I like the slate. Um, then I didn't get the same feeling from the Nordic goddess. It seems like a lot of people like that more, but I guess I would use that for more of like an isolated pain. Mm -hmm. like area type thing more than just like trying to relax something. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that was my experience with it anyway. Oh, that's cool. I mean, that's, that's awfully helpful. You know, so like, uh, you know, like my hip hurts or something, like I could put a little bit of that on or my back hurts, put a little bit of that on there. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, the lotion's more of a like, okay, time to relax. Like, it's not about pain. It's about like just getting into that state. <laughs> yeah. Getting back to your injuries, what other injuries have you had? Ooh, um, like all those ACL, MCL stuffs. I've had a lot of minor tears in both knees. Yeah. Um, a lot of concussions. Five I've had to go to the hospital for. Wow, what happened? Uh, three of those were football. Okay. Uh, one, I slipped on ice and went straight back on my head. <laughs> Ooh. And then the last one was from baseball. I was uh, diving back into first base. The pitcher was throwing over, and yeah. he threw it over the first baseman's head, and the first baseman turned to go get it, and his knee went right through the side of my head. Oof. Yeah. I got up and, like, jogged crookedly over to second base because everyone was telling me to. I looked out into the outfield to try to find the ball. Yeah. So I knew, like, if I should be running to third, if I should even be going to second. And all I saw in the outfield was my batting helmet. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I finished the game. <laughs> and then after the game, we're in the parking lot. And uh, the manager at the time, who was a police officer now, 
he's like he comes up to me with a flashlight he's looking in my eyes and stuff he's like yeah you look fucked up <laughs> yeah i was like yeah i think so yeah when so they, they, that's that's really I'm, I'm glad that you went and got help for that has that has that affected you throughout your life having uh a... um by having five concussions absolutely yeah, yeah. um i'd say it's increased my anxiety with each concussion kind of mm-hmm. um i definitely know after the last few there were like bouts of depression too for a while yeah which definitely stemmed from you know brain injury yeah. um so the recovery from those seemed to get longer and longer each time too which you know really sucks it can mess with my head a lot and messes with a lot of things in my life, but you know, just don't get hit in the head anymore and you'll be all right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was pretty huge because that messed up a lot of my junior year of high school getting that concussion. Um, in what way? Uh, you know, I think that was around the time we were all kind of studying for like SATs, stuff like that. Um, which I did not study for. Um, I never even took mine. I I, <laughs> yeah. I I beat my best friend by like 20, 40 points, something like that, I think. Yeah. He was super pissed. That, I didn't, <laughs> and, you know, I think, to be honest, I think I went to the SATs hungover. <laughs> <laughs> they, was, they were good. I always tested well. I, yeah. I, it's not that I didn't pay attention in class. I paid attention in class. Uh, I did the work in class. I did my tests. I didn't do my homework, man. (laughs) After, you know, after school, you go right to practice or a game, and then you get out of that, and you have to do a couple more hours of homework. Nope. Yeah. That was was my – I wasn't doing that. Yeah. Uh, And I should have been, you know, because it counted, and rules are rules, and there were consequences to that. Yeah. But you live and you learn, I suppose. I just wish I learned a little quicker. We all do, dude. I mean, I wish I learned this 20 years ago, you know? Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like I'm, I'm doing it now. It really, like I'm, I'm doing it. It's, it's happening now, and so I'm mm. happy about it. You know, you, you got to be in the space to make it happen. That's the whole right. thing. And if you've got your brain working against you, your body working against you, mm-hmm. if, you if you've got... You know, let's say we didn't work at Canada and you have a really crappy job. Like, you have that working against you and you got to hold it all together. It's hard. It is it's hard. hard. It's definitely tough. I, th- yeah. That's one of the best things about what we do because you know you can go into work and, and people are going to lift you mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. and people are going to have your back and you're going to kind of forget about everything else mm-hmm. that's going on and start focusing on, you know, you know, your coworkers get you all ready to go and then you're dealing with customers and you see a lot of happy people leaving and you're like, oh yeah, this rocks. Like, mm-hmm. this is good. This is easy. We can do this. Yeah. And it's just getting better and better for us too, I feel like. I mean, yeah. well, we had the best day ever yesterday and yeah. uh, I've, I don't know, it felt so low stress most of the time. Like, yeah. no one was ever too one way or the other too too messed up or too you know panicky it, it just no stress yeah and everyone sure. cruised through it and we absolutely crushed it yeah yeah so. i mean you 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 haven't known me a long time but we you know our work speaks for ourselves you know how we work and stuff like that 
Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, I don't, I don't bullshit. I'm not saying no, that. you do not. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't kiss anyone's ass. It's like that, that's just not who I am. You know, I, if you want me in your environment, I'll come in your environment and, and uh, I walk, be, you know, be in your presence. And I, I just, I genuinely like people. I like what I do. I love what I do. I love the people I work with. You know, yeah. I, I, I love the work it's, ethic. It's I love great. the work ethic. I do. I love the work ethic. There's nothing like it. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's funny how like so many, oh, cause it's a lot of different people. Like we're similar in a lot of ways. A lot of the people that work there, but we all have mm-hmm. our own, you know, lives our own shit our own upbringing and we come from so many different places and we all work together so well though and make Mm. things run you know smoothly and we're just going to keep getting better at it too it's it's pretty great (laughs) i don't know yeah i've never seen any i've never really seen anything work like that quickly or well Mm. just throw a bunch of people like you know from different backgrounds and don't know each other but they're going to get to know each other and yeah. how well things can go i don't it's yeah. it's awesome yeah. it's awesome to see it's awesome to be a part of it is it really is I'm, i mean you you hear uh, uh, bruce springsteen uh he had a uh, an instagram i follow i follow him on instagram and one of the messages he brought out on the slavery day weekend let's remember those who don't have a job let's remember right, those, right. Let's, let's let's remember especially those especially in a time like now like now man we got it good we got it good we definitely do. Yeah. I mean, we are at risk, yeah. especially with the amount of people we see every day yeah. and the places that these people come from. Yeah. Um, but we try to stay on top of that as best we can. Yeah. As busy as we are, you know what I mean? We, we still have things that we have to do to, to make sure that, you know, we're keeping ourselves safe. And by keeping ourselves safe, we're keeping everybody else safe. It's, yeah. It is tough. It is a really yeah. tough thing to do. And, um, to make sure you're staying on top of it and other people are staying on top of it. It's, it's, it's a lot. So it's good because, you know, there's certain people there that are, that are more on top of it than, than others, but they're yeah. so on top of it that they're like getting everything done. And you're like, you, you watch them do that. And you're like, yeah, yeah. thank <laughs> you. Rock. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, that's, that's the thing is somebody's going to, somebody is always going to pick up something. Yeah, it's, it's like you see something and you're like, oh, no. And then somebody's on top of it. And you're like, wow, all right. What, like, what are we even worried about? It must have been like three times last night I got sent out to a lane to take an order. Yeah. <laughs> and that person in that lane had already had their order taken. Yeah. I was like, fantastic. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we already yeah. got that. We're on it. It's going to be right out to you. And it was. Yeah. And it's like. Moving so quickly, people are just, you know, certain people like that are able to bounce from one thing to the other, like you between check-in and then like you'll come in, you'll run a bag and then like Zach is on the register at one second and then he's out there checking people in, covering and then he's in here running and then he's filling bags and he's taking orders. <laughs> yeah, he's a speed demon, man. I call, I call him Speedy Gonzalez. He's all over the place. It's, yeah. you know, you can just bounce around and do all that stuff. It's, it's great. Yeah. And honestly, the few times I've, I've done that too, it's just, you know, time flies by. You don't know what you're doing next. And mm-hmm. the second it gets brought up, you're like, ah, oh, I haven't even done that yet. Let's go. <laughs> and the, the funny thing is what I, what I, I, I don't do this enough and I probably should is that 
the supervisors and the managers, they always make sure we get our breaks. In the midst, oh, of, yeah. in, in the midst of goddamn chaos, James says to me, take 15. I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what we do, though. Like, yeah. we get breaks. We're going to pick it up while you're on your break because everybody's going to pick it up when I'm on yeah. my break. Yeah. So it's just, it, it is a well-run machine, man. You're all part of it. And you're all part of making people happy. That's the whole thing. For me, that's my focus. Is I just, I want to destigmatize this plant. Because, you, I mean, we're, I'm a couple years older than you. And in my generation, we all thought that this would never be legalized. Right. Never, you know, we never. That, that and gay marriage. We both, never. I never yeah. would imagine that. Because it, this country was that conservative. And, um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it was a different time. Um, people were raised differently. There's been a lot of changes uh, very quickly. Well, probably not quick enough. But, yeah. um, you know, I mean, thankfully, you know, gay marriage is legal. Yeah, yeah. Um, cannabis, okay. again, not, not yeah. legal, but still a lot of steps to take. A lot of steps to take towards a lot of things, you know, like we were talking about prison. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's nice to see some things still working in the right direction despite everything else that might be going on right now. Yeah. When did you first start? When did you start smoking marijuana? Um, about eight o'clock this morning. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I must have been in seventh grade the first time I tried it. Yeah. Honestly. And how, how was it? Uh, it didn't do anything for me. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm. I took a few drags off of this, uh, this really terribly rolled joint. And it was probably, you know, super shitty weed. And I'd never smoked it before. So, yeah, it probably did absolutely nothing for me. Yeah. I had the same experience the first time. Somebody, we had Lou. Lou was, a, was a, we, uh, the vocal stoner. And, you know, I had two other people out, three other people out there. And we all shared this, like, oregano joint. And, of course, right. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, Jesus, what's the big deal of all this shit? You know? So what, what was the next experience like for you? A uh, few times throughout high school, but I never really did it much. Um, in retrospect, I wonder if like it, it might have helped me with my anxiety, um, you know, muscle recovery after sports, stuff like that. Um, but I, I only did it a couple times at like parties, events, whatever. Mm. And uh, it wasn't until really my like early 20s that I got like actually like into it. And then, you know, just ever since then, it's, I mean, I'll be 30 next month. Mm, nice. Next month, two months, two, two months. months. What are you going to do for that day? Um, I, don't, I, I don't know what the plan is right now. I, I kind of had an idea. You know, it's early November, so, you know, weather pending. Um, I wanted to get, like, just a few – friends over you know friendly you know covid friendly or whatever <laughs> numbers are what is that 10 yeah. is 10 now i, I have um, no idea i'm i'm pretty much a hermit i know somebody in massachusetts got in trouble like last week for having like 300 people over their house or something i can see that i can see getting in trouble for that yeah, yeah. or like maybe do like a, a day-long thing where like different groups of people like roll through to say hi or whatever and mm. i'll just I'll just ride the day out, you know, <laughs> but that night I definitely wanted to like rent a projector mm -hmm. and uh, 
do Star Wars on the side of my house. Nice. Nice. Right? Have a campfire going, some beers, some weed, and just throw mm. Star Wars up on the projector for the night. Are you a Star Wars fan? Huge Star Wars fan. Really? Really? Oh, nice. yeah. Yeah. I know. Like, yeah. I'm so, like, athletic in sports. I probably don't come off immediately. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Also a huge nerd, so. Really? In what way? Oh, God. I mean, books, movies, shows, video games, like... I'm I'm into I'm into a lot of stuff, man. Well, like uh, comic books and stuff like that, or so I I only read comics a little bit as a kid. I never got like fully into them, and then I read a few like graphic novels, and those were interesting. But I never really stuck with those either. Like I need a good like series of something or other to to try and get sucked into. Oh, I see. But I mean, yeah, I mean movies, um, shows. Like I retain a lot of that information too. Which is weird because I don't necessarily mean to, but you know, certain things about shows or like lines, quotes, who was in what. Um, I haven't seen as much as I've wanted to, which is that's how I know I'm a nerd. Because mm -hmm. like I really want to watch more movies, and I got I got to watch you know the old movies I haven't seen yet, and the new movies that are coming out that are supposed to be good, and it's, mm -hmm. try to stay on top of it. I don't know why entertainment has always fascinated me. No, I mean, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, your brain always wants to think and learn, but it just doesn't, it wants to do it on your terms. Right. Yeah, you that's know. the case. <laughs> you, know, that's, you, know, you want to be able to, to be on a treadmill and watch a movie at the same time. You know, that's, that's, that's you, you know, and yeah. that's, that's me as well, because that's how I, I couldn't read until I was, I couldn't read anything until I was in the fourth, you know, fourth grade. Yeah. Mm. Fourth grade is the first time I learned how to read. Wow. So, yeah, so it was very difficult to, to read anything, uh, right. to, to engage myself in anything. So I just wasn't, but I could listen, pay attention, absorb. You know, I learned in other ways, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but I mean, better, you know. Maybe a better hunter, much better hunter. Yeah, you know, haven't done. Yeah, yeah, just focus on looking at, looking for things, looking for. Observation-wise. Uh, Observation-wise, yeah, much better hunter. Um, so... Star Wars. Star Which, Wars. Your, your favorite, uh, from, from the best to the worst. This is, a, you know, this is a tough question for someone like me. So <laughs> uh, there's a lot of diehard fans that'll, that'll say, you know, Empire Strikes Back is number one. Mm -hmm. And as much as I love it, I, I, you know, it wouldn't be Empire Strikes Back without the original. Mm. and uh, yeah. i think the uh the original has one of my favorite movie scenes of all time um where he walks out in the desert after arguing with his uncle and stuff and the the twin sons are setting and that big you know john williams score comes on mm -hmm. and i just I, I just think that's great you know he, he's a, a teenager who's got like these very modern at least in the 70s and even through you know, today where teenagers struggling with wanting to move on with his life and go do something with himself. And he's being, you know, pressured or held back in some way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I thought that was really well done, but it made it feel like it was, you know, relatable, but in this completely different world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where did you, where did you first watch it? I first watched at my grandparents' house. They were copies of the VHS that my uncle had. Mm -hmm. 
And VHS. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I started watching them when I was around uh, six or seven. Mm. Um, and it was right before they started uh, re-releasing them in theaters because they, you know, he digitally remastered them all. Mm-hmm. It was a couple of years before that. So I got to watch them again as they came out in like, you know, with the digital re-release. And I, I was really young when I had to compare those two things. You know, mm-hmm. there were people who'd grown up with Star Wars for, you know, 15, almost 20 years before there mm-hmm. was any kind of change to it. And then you got this. And then a couple of years after that, they're releasing new movies, which people are mind blown about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was interesting growing up with that. A, a lot of big change. I think I watched uh, the first two movies in the same day, and then I watched Return of the Jedi the following day, and I was I was hooked ever since. Nice. <laughs> and then by by hook meaning um, buying uh, action figures, buying. When I was a kid, I had a bunch of action figures. Like, do you uh, still have them? You know, I probably have a couple stored away somewhere. Oh. Uh, a lot of them made their way to other people. Um, but I, I was a kid, I, I wasn't collecting these action figures. Like I was playing with these things, these things, you know, went through the ringer. <laughs> um, yeah. cause it's, you know, trying to retell the same story or try to make a story of your own or whatever. And yeah, some of them got beat to hell. <laughs> oh shit. All right. I can understand. <laughs> yeah. I gave, I gave away my, uh, my star Wars and, uh, action figures to my nieces and nephew and, um, I think they divvied, divvied them up. So yeah, um, a part of me regrets it. <laughs> right, doesn't it? Like yeah. there's a few pieces I definitely gave away. It's like, ah, if only I had realized I might still want that. Yeah, I had them. When, when you're 12 years old, you're not like, am I still going to want this when I'm 30? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, do you have, uh, do you have uh, siblings? Uh, because my fear was if I held on to them, my, my siblings would destroy them. That's why I think I got rid of them. I, I do have siblings, although I am the oldest, um, and it's a 13-year gap wow. between me and my, uh, the, the next oldest sibling. Um, yeah, he just got his driver's license the other day, and like mm. that blows my mind. Yeah. That's such a huge, huge age gap. Uh, I also have a sister who uh, starts high school in two weeks. Mm. <sighs> And I have a brother who just started the second grade. Well, how, how's that experience been like? Um, odd. A little odd, you know? Yeah. I mean, only child for 13 years. And seventh grade, um, my brother was born. Uh, so we have the same mother, uh, different fathers. Yeah. Uh, that's around the... Um, yeah, because my mother moved to Pittsfield when I was like seven or eight. And uh, so he grew up in Pittsfield and I was growing up in Lee or finishing growing up, I guess. <laughs> Still growing up? I don't know. <laughs> um, so th- that was that for, for a while too. And then a few years later, um, my sister was born, uh, same father, different mothers. Mm-hmm. So the other side of my family had, you know, started growing too. And uh, that was fun, you know, a sister. Okay, that's, that's pretty interesting. Here we go. I remember the day she was born. It was actually a football practice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then a um, couple years after that, uh, I had a, a 
my brother was born and uh he only uh lived like just over a year mm-hmm. he, he passed away at 13 months uh like completely unexpectedly oh. yeah it was out of nowhere uh that that's a big thing that affected uh my college and everything yeah. like that deciding to leave and come back home um you know things things were really hard for a long time after that um where, where did you go to college I was going to Anna Maria College out near uh, Worcester. It's in Paxton, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. The the commute back and forth would be really tough. I could see why you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to be home. I was going to be staying there. I was playing football. We were going to be traveling. Yeah. Uh, I was going to play baseball. So we were going to go down to Florida in the spring and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I didn't feel like I could be away from my family for that long only a few months after my brother passing. It just, it, yeah. it didn't, um, didn't fly with me. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't feel right. How did it affect you? Um, there was a lot of confusion and anger for yeah. a while. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Because it was so sudden and it was preventable. Um, yeah, there were things that, that happened that, uh, were done incorrectly and uh it, was was this medical or uh yeah he ended up uh with um what was it meningitis meningitis okay okay and uh i mean he was sick for weeks and uh they never tested or anything like that they couldn't find out because he was only uh 13 months so i right. mean very limited words he couldn't really explain yeah you know his discomfort or what was hurting where and stuff like that so um it went on for too long and then you know it started affecting his brain and uh uh, immediately we got him to the hospital and uh they gave him penicillin which uh is listed as something that he's allergic to uh so he like he crashed and stopped breathing and that was pretty much the end there yeah um they kept him on a ventilator for the rest of that night and the next day. And then the following day, you know, we made the decision to turn it off because there was no brain activity. Right. Wow. And how old were you then? I must have been 19. Wow. 20. Yeah. Yeah. That, that really was, uh, that's, that, sent you, that sent you into adulthood quick. Yeah, I was I was nineteen. Um, yeah, because yeah, it was ten years ago this year. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you gotta you know come to terms with a lot of things, and I don't know. It, I didn't deal with it the best, obviously, but I don't know. Well, Nobody's I, perfect, so I mean, I, there's no there's no book written for you to handle it. You just have to experience it. Yeah, and you know the biggest thing for me because I didn't know what to do. There's nothing I could do, so I wanted to be as helpful as I could yeah. to the other people that this was also affecting. Um, yeah, but I didn't always know how to do that either, so that weighed on me a lot as well. Yeah. But um, you know, they, uh, my father and his girlfriend ended up having another child after that, and he's in second grade now. So that's cool. Yeah. Did that um, event affect your relationship with your father? Uh, my father and I have always been extremely close. Uh, yeah. He's 
one of my best friends easily. Um, yeah. A lot of time growing up when my parents split, I actually spent uh, all the weekdays with my father. Mm. So I, I mostly lived with him and then I'd visit my mother on the weekends. And then by the time high school came around, I, I stopped visiting my mother on weekends because of sports, you know, friends, whatever, you know, staying in Lee and doing Lee stuff or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, so I stopped, I stopped going up to my mom's a lot. And then, yeah, I mean, I lived with my father while that was all happening. Mm-hmm. So, my father and I have always been close. It's, uh, I think we have a good relationship. I, I get to visit him every now and then before or after work because he lives right in Lee still. Yeah. So, that's good. That's another another reason why, like, moving back to that town wouldn't be such a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like you got along well in high school. Like, you had a good, pretty good high school experience. You were... Oh, I definitely pissed him off a few times. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was a bit of a, I was a bit of a dick sometimes. Mm. Um, uh, trying to figure out what, what really upset him the most, honestly, is probably after my eighth grade graduation. Mm. <laughs> um i went to saint mary's in lee for yeah. elementary school so I, yeah. I you know catholic school for kindergarten through eighth grade that that's another that's another thing in itself <laughs> <laughs> um that that was pretty interesting uh but we were all friends with the the kids at public school we all played sports together we all like started doing stuff outside of school together and uh we graduated a couple days before them so we graduated, hung out at a kid's house, went to another kid's house the next night, and then went to their graduation and was hanging out the next night. <laughs> and my phone had been dead for like a day and a half. <laughs> oh, boy. And I was riding my bike home and my dad passes me. He's like, get the fuck in my car. We're going home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you hear dad say fuck, you're in big trouble. I was like, ah, Yeah. The phone being dead is a poor excuse for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to uh, let you finish your your uh, your Star Wars list. I'm sorry. My Star Wars list. All so right. Star Wars number one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one. Well, I'm gonna go. We'll, we'll call it four, right? Because it's episode okay. four. It's episode four. four. Episode five. Episode six. Oh, okay. Three, two, one. Mm. Seven, nine, eight. Okay, all right. And honestly, the the two the two movies they did there that aren't a part of like the the trilogies. Like uh, Solo and Rogue One, uh, those are great too. I really like those. I liked Rogue One a lot. That's a lot of fun, you know what I mean? And and the way, I mean, no spoilers, but if you haven't seen it by now, you you really should have watched that anyway. Um, The way it ends is just, you know, like, it's not really that great for them, but like, you still kind of feel good. You're like, yeah, Yeah. like, you know what happens too. You know what this all ends up leading to and that everything they did wasn't for nothing. Yeah, and you know they the the rebels get theirs. <laughs> um, if you had to direct a Star Wars film, what would the story be? 
Mm. I think I'd want to focus on something that, you know, like, I, I don't want it to be necessarily like a, a Jedi, like the way it was in the, uh, the prequels there where they, there's this big council and they do all this deliberating and then they decide to like join this big war, which is something I thought they were like supposed to be against. Mm -hmm. Um, but something like from before that, before it got so, I don't know, before they got so, I don't even know what to call it, into themselves. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they, they did it to themselves, really. And But what they used to be before, which, you know, just kind of like traveling around and, you know, from place to place and, you know, settling minor disputes, stuff like that. Yeah. And helping a village with something. I don't know whatever visiting a planet that's not as well off and helping those people out if anyone's being mm. oppressed or something like that really be peacekeepers across the galaxy instead mm. of fighting some major war that's really not keeping the peace at all yeah so you would want that, that's that's a lot of the story of what star wars is you know yeah you would you would want something like the special forces of the galaxy yeah, like almost like a, like a King Arthur style type thing, oh. like Knights of the Round Table, where it's okay. a very like small group of guys or girls or aliens or whatever, you know, that, you know, they kind of travel around, they do their own thing for a while, but like they always, they kind of meet back up, you know, they're mm -hmm. like, hey, I've done this here, I did this here, I did this here, and they're like, okay, cool, I heard about this, I'm going to need help with this, you're going to come help me, they go off, they do their own thing, you know, you could, I don't know if it's necessarily a movie, a series, or whatever, but, mm -hmm. you know, that it, have them all tied together like that, be sweet. That'd be cool, yeah, so it's a, it's, it's their own stories, but then they come together for one special event, for one really big well, maybe something like that. That's like the Marvel style of doing things. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, throw these superhero movies out there and then tie them all together, which, you know, it's worked great for them too. And it's nice to see that interwoven, like everything being connected in the end. I, I think that's amazing stuff. There's a lot yeah. of thought that goes into that ahead of time. Yeah, for and sure. That's what you have to appreciate, you know, that so much of this story was plotted out before they even did the beginning or at least you had your key points that you knew you were going to focus on and then you mm -hmm. could tie it in with other stuff along the way but you yeah. knew it had to hit you know a b c for it to reach the rest of it that's i mean you you had to find you had to get to know the, the character the superhero in order in order to understand how they can come up and defeat or possibly yeah defeat. what's their contribution like, going to be but yeah. you, you get their backstory you're more invested yeah. into the person and then in the end, you know, but like in a lot of those movies, something happens in that movie where you didn't realize it was important at the time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, five movies down the line, you're going to realize why this little piece of information from this movie was important. Yeah. It's like, wow, that was there the whole time staring us in the face. Yeah. Look at how relevant it is now when we yeah. thought it was nothing before. Yeah, no, it really is. It, it, when you're that invested, you you definitely see uh, you see you see the fruits of the labor. Yeah, you know, and it's always having to give that. There's a lot of people saying like the future of story. A lot of future storytelling is going to be done through like video games. Are you looking forward to that? Um, I'm very interested in that. It's almost there now. They're almost at like a, it's not quite a cinematic level, but I mean, a lot of the storyboarding, the planning, the writing that goes into these things is 
immense. And it's not just one story. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a lot of games that come out now where there's so many paths you can take to finish that game. Mm -hmm. So you could replay it and finish the game with different endings because you did different things along the way. Wow. And like, that's a huge creative future for storytelling in general. It's right. just, it's a, you know, choose your own adventure, but you're actually, you know, I mean, you're just pressing buttons, but you're still following the story and making the choices that you want to do. The same thing like Netflix started doing where you can, you know, make choices during one of those movies or something and something different happens afterward because that's the choice you made. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like that. I, I haven't owned a TV in over 20 years. Good for you, Chris. <laughs> and uh, I, I, to understand that would blow my mind, just to be able to have all that visual hit me, hit me again. I, yeah, it would just blow my mind. It's intense um, stuff sometimes. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's best on weed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's one thing I did forget to ask you. Uh, you had mentioned after the game. So you guys would do after the game events, like what, what would happen after the games? You said you had some wild times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we try to hit up like, I mean, before COVID and everything. And when the team first started, it was, um, we'd go to the locker room downtown mm -hmm. Lee yeah. and you know, we'd get pizzas and beer and bliss would be in there a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, he'd be bartending when we'd show up from our games and he'd always ask us how it went get some beer, get some food, and we'd hang out. And then along the line, it kind of evolved into, like, going to somebody's house mm -hmm. on the team, drinking beers there, smoking weed, you know, just shooting the shit. We'd play these games. Um, I mean, we played, like, Can Jam, Cornhole. Um, one kid used to live on the Housatonic River in Great Barrington, mm -hmm. and uh, he'd tee off from his backyard. <laughs> right down like the river was a bend right in his backyard yeah and you could just shoot straight down the river wow and like people just be teeing off we invented our own game at one point involving the ball bucket mm -hmm. and uh you'd have to grab a ball and then you toss it up everybody in the circle would have to bunt the ball in the air mm -hmm. everybody would have to touch it once everybody touched it you could try to shoot the ball into the bucket Okay. So we played cool. that. But, you know, we'd be sitting there, like, bunting the ball, like, way over somebody's head and then turning around and grabbing another sip of beer or something. <laughs> a couple guys got cigarettes hanging out of their mouths. Somebody's lighting up a joint. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Yes, yeah, the guys would join in. Uh, some guys, their girlfriends would join in. And it seems like uh, the main core of guys have been around for that stuff the longest. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just as much like that hanging out and that vibe that we get together as it is baseball, you know? Because yeah. baseball's like, yeah, we play, but then there's this other portion of it afterward, which is going to be fun whether we win or lose, so. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I guess that's what you look forward to after, you, after a hard game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One last question before we go. Sure thing. Uh, if Elon Musk wants you to go to Mars and colonize, help him colonize Mars, but you can only take three strains with you. What would they be? Three strains with me to Mars. I'm bringing that Death Star. Yeah. I'm yeah, bringing that's... the Death Star for sure. And I'm bringing some Brownie Scout. That's some good shit. Yeah, it is. And then, oh, this is, this is tough for me because I haven't found, like, 
my go-to sativa yet. Like the one that I'm really all about. Um, so once I figure that out, <laughs> I guess for now we'd have to replace it with something like uh, that 818. Dude, I'm in love with 818. I'm in love. It'd be the 818. But it might get replaced at some point because I just haven't tried enough of them. I'm, I'm more of a, I think I'm starting to become more of a indica, indica leaning hybrid type of person. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I still like sativas in the morning. I just haven't found the right one for me yet. You know yeah. what? Was that Bahama? Is that Bahama Mama? Uh, I think that's a sativa, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, it's an energy. Might be an. Might I thought it was an energized from two five three. Maybe it's a sativa-leaning hybrid. But, man, 253 is a shit. Dude, everything I've had from them is good. Yeah. Good I think, shit. what do I have sitting over here? Oh, no, that's Green Gold Group over there. Yeah, they're good, too. Very good. Yeah, right. I've had some Death Star, man. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Dude, it's been a pleasure, my man. Absolutely. Chris, thanks for uh, having me. Thanks for talking. Thank you for your time. I, I mean, you have much better things to do than talk to this asshole. And you did, nah, so. It's a great way to start the morning. I drank some coffee. I smoked some weed. Got great. to talk to you. All right, my man. I look forward to seeing you on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, I'll be there Tuesday. All right, my man. You take care. All right, you too. Good luck. Right. Thanks, my man. Bye-bye. All right. See you, Chris. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to our website, thefullpodcast.com, and follow us. We'd appreciate your support. More episodes are soon on their way.